Critical thinking is the most important skill you can have when you're living in a world that seems to have lost its mind. Everyone out there is trying to tell you what to think. I want to teach you how to think. In every episode, I'm exposing the logical fallacies being used by advertisers, politicians, influencers, news outlets, social media memes, and maybe even your own best friend. Warning, listening to this podcast will cause you to see bad thinking everywhere. Welcome to the Filter Through a Brain Cell podcast. Hey, what's up, thinkers? Kathy Gibbons here. Let's start off with a quick review from part 11 of the Manipulation mini-series from earlier this season where we talked about peer pressure. Okay, do you want to pause for just a minute and see if you can define peer pressure? Now, you may be wondering why I included peer pressure in a manipulation series. Well, it's easy. It's because peer pressure is a form of manipulation. (laughs) Think about it. Peer pressure is when your peers try to pressure you into doing, thinking, or believing something, whether it's good for you or not. That's a form of manipulation. Now, we do need to acknowledge that not all peer pressure is bad. And that's exactly what makes some of the manipulation tactics so tricky. They're not always bad and harmful. Sometimes they're good and sometimes it's even helpful. Sometimes you can have peer pressure to do good things and do the right thing. As you've heard me say over and over again, it's all about the motivation behind the tactic. So the question to ask yourself when you're facing peer pressure is this, is this actually a good idea or am I being manipulated to do something I don't really want to do? So if you want to hear more about peer pressure, go back and check out episode 56. Are you looking for a great math program for your homeschool? Check out our sponsor, CTC Math. Here's a testimonial from a happy homeschool mom. Amber said, I am absolutely thrilled with CTC Math. It is a rare find that I've used with my children for more than five years now. I have six children using CTC Math, and each child has found it easy to navigate and very applicable. I love seeing them enjoy this math program and grow in their mathematical journey. Thank you so much for all that you're doing and providing quality math lessons for my children. So if you're looking for a great online math program, visit ctcmath.com. That's ctcmath.com. And I want to thank CTC Math for supporting this show and for giving my listeners a half off discount. That's pretty awesome. I will put the link in the show notes. So go check it out there. All right, let's dive on into today's new fallacy. And today's new fallacy is called the oversimplified cause fallacy. The oversimplified cause fallacy happens when someone tries to attribute a complex event or an outcome to a single oversimplified cause. Say, for instance, if there are 10 things that contributed to a certain outcome, they'll just focus on one of them and say that that one thing is the whole reason we got the outcome we did. Now, there's another fallacy I want to mention. I was going to do a whole separate episode on it, but it's so similar to this one that I'm just going to mention it here in this episode because these two fallacies are almost like twin brothers. They're so similar. There's a slight difference, but it's so little that I'm not going to spend a whole nother episode um, talking about it. So I want to just mention the exaggerated cause fallacy. So both of these fallacies have to do with the cause, what caused something to happen. The exaggerated cause fallacy happens when someone overstates or exaggerates the cause of a certain outcome to make it seem like it had a bigger impact than it actually may have had. Okay, that sounds kind of the same, right? Can you see how similar these two are? Both of them, just to sum it up here before I move on and explain this, both of them involve oversimplifying the causes of an outcome. So I'm just going to keep it simple 
and leave it at leave it at that. We're going to focus on the oversimplified cause fallacy. All right, so let me give you an example. Let's say your mom says that every time your best friend Faith comes over to play, your room gets ridiculously messy. So in order to keep your room from getting messy, Faith is never allowed to come over to play. Okay, so maybe one of the causes of a messy room is Faith coming over to play, but how about all the times it's messy just because you pulled your Legos out? How about the fact that you don't have a shelf for all your books? How about when you play with your siblings in your room and it gets messy there? The problem is a messy room, but in order to fix the problem, you have to look at all the reasons it happens and not just pick one to focus on. Because guess what? If you only eliminated one of the many causes, you'll still have the problem. Okay, let me give you another example of the oversimplified cause fallacy. That would be if someone said, if we outlaw smoking, we can end lung cancer for good. Okay, so we know that one of the causes of lung cancer is smoking, but is that the only cause? No, it's not. There are people who get diagnosed with lung cancer who've never smoked a cigarette in their life. So eliminating one of the causes of lung cancer isn't a guarantee to eliminate the problem. Now, in this case, if the campaign were to eliminate smoking to reduce the number of lung cancer diagnoses each year, that's a different story. It can help reduce numbers, but not completely end all lung cancer. Or how about this one? Someone claiming that if nobody owned guns, we could eliminate crime. Okay, is that really true? Or are there many other factors that affect crime rates? Now, some sometimes people will commit the oversimplified cause out of ignorance. Maybe they only know of one cause for a problem. And that was me. At one point, I thought the only reason people got lung cancer was because they smoked. And then I learned, no, there's actually other reasons that people or other ways people get lung cancer and not having smoked. And I was surprised by that. I just didn't know. Sometimes people can commit this fallacy in an effort to be brief, and they're just trying to get to the point. But a lot of times when people commit this fallacy, it's because they're, they're ignoring the other causes because they want to just focus on the one cause of a problem that will support their agenda. They want to focus on the one cause of the problem that will support their cause or will make people want to buy whatever it is they're selling. But it's not actually helping people because it's only focusing on one of the many causes of a particular outcome. Simplifying a complex issue to only one causative factor can create a very misleading explanation of the issue that keeps people from getting the help that they need. So here's another example of that. Um, If I were to say our genetics are the biggest cause of obesity or the biggest thing that causes obesity. Okay, genetics may be one contributing factor, but is that the sole cause? Is it even the biggest cause? How about our eating habits? How about our stress levels? How about the amount of exercise and regular movement that we get? How about other environmental factors? Obesity can be a complex issue, and to say it's only genetics ignores all the other contributing factors and could have the effect of making people not even try to make positive changes because they don't realize that there are other things that can affect their ability to lose weight. So the question to ask yourself when you're dealing with an oversimplified cause fallacy is this, is it really true that that's the only thing causing this problem? Let me say it again. Is it really true that that's the only thing causing this problem? Okay, guys, that's it for today. Remember, when you learn how to think, you will no longer fall prey to those who are trying to tell you what they want you to think. And it all starts with asking one simple question. Is that really true? 
I would love to hear from you. Do you have questions about fallacies and cognitive biases? Are you now starting to see and hear them everywhere around you too? Well, send them in. They just might get featured on the podcast. You can email them to me at think at filter through or you can connect with me on Instagram at filter it through brain cell. And if you want to be notified about when new episodes come out and all the things that we're doing, go to www.filterthroughbraincell.com and sign up to receive email updates. I would love it if you would help us on our mission to teach society how to think well. Please subscribe, leave us a review, and share this podcast with people in your life.